You now tuned in to the hottest podcast in the world, the Stay Woke Podcast, right here on thesonicbreakdown.com. This episode of the Stay Woke Podcast is sponsored by Concrete Flower Clothing. Hip-hop legend Tupac Shakur once stated, You see, you wouldn't ask why the rose that grew from concrete had damaged petals. On the contrary, we would all celebrate its tenacity. We would all love it. It's will to reach the sun. Concrete Flower Clothing is a dope company that has a strong hip-hop influence in their merchandise. So you should definitely check them out. Their Instagram is Concrete Flower Clothing. And their website where you can purchase that merchandise is Concrete-Flower.com. Welcome back to another Stay Woke Podcast. This is D-Ray Brinson. And you know the Stay Woke Podcast is presented by thesonicbreakdown.com. So if you haven't read a review, go over there and check it out at thesonicbreakdown.com. The Stay Woke Podcast is a podcast that we discuss music, movies, even more social issues as well. Basically, we just want you to think and walk away with uh, hopefully some new information or a good conversation at the least. We have uh, Jason Terrell here today. You haven't heard, uh, he was on our uh, the previous podcast where we talked about a profound gentleman and organization that he's a founder of so definitely check them out as well but we're going to be talking about music today and specifically we're going to be talking about Wale's new album Shine that just came out earlier this month so Jason uh are you are you a, a long time Wale fan or you just uh recently started listening to his music so I would kind of call myself a, a long-term fan and that um I remember listening to him in high school like 07 08 for me I think one of the, the songs that kind of like really broke me into Wale was uh, Nike Boots. Um, I never saw like a pair of Nike Boots before. <laughs> I remember like Wale rapping about that. I remember one that pair like Nike Boots like really bad. Um, like back in like 11, 12th grade. But I've always followed him. Um, like ambition was like, I, I love that. I and mean, I always kind of follow Wale throughout his career. I mean, I have like really, right now I'm in a weird place with the album. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure we can kind of get into that. But yeah. I'm I'm very familiar with Wale's music as well. Just like you, when you said Ambitions, Ambitions is one of my favorite tracks, and I thought was a good project overall. Let's get into this album specifically, and what are your what, what's your initial feelings about this album? So I think you know for me the album it, it was very mixed. It's like you're really fifty fifty. I actually wanted to like the album a lot, and I just couldn't for some reason. Mm. Um, so I actually liked the first like you know, the introduction, like the first four tracks of the album. Which is crazy. Like I love. Uh, I think I'm, I'm looking at the track list now. Like Scarface, Rose, and Gotti. Yeah, that's one of my favorites um, too. Thank God. I, I thought it's. You know, I thought even the one with Lil Wayne started off really strong, and then for some reason around track five or six, I just couldn't listen anymore. It, it, it almost like it just turned <laughs> off in my <laughs> in my brain. I think. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't feeling the rest of the album at all, I, and I tried to like. I tried to listen to it like four or five times, but for some reason, um, it just wasn't clicking with me. And I, I don't know why. Sonically, it just it didn't it didn't match up with. Me. I understand. For me, I would say, I'll say I'm about the, I have about the same impression. I, I I'll probably say, but it's, I probably favored different tracks than you, but I'll say it's about a 50-50. It was pretty hit and miss, just like you. There, there were songs that I either liked or I really didn't like. There's very few songs that I was kind of indifferent to. Just like you, I liked the, the beginning, thank God. Running Back to me was, it, it was all right. Running Back to me is just really more of a, it was for the radio. It was specifically made for the radio. So I'll, yeah. That's really not, it wasn't really my uh, my thing, but it was okay. I really like Scarface, Rose, and Gotti. That was a pretty standout track for me. And then, like you said, the second half kind of, ha- I had mixed feelings about, but I did like the last track of Smile. I just like that, the the vibe that it presented, the positive sort of feelings that it, it emanated from it. My PYT, which was his first single that was released from the album, I, I didn't like it all, really. 
again, I, I, th- I thought it was just another a radio track. Um, it just wasn't my, my necessary thing. Uh, DNA was okay. And Cocaine White, I like, I wanted to ask you specifically on this album, where would you rank it in comparison to his other albums? I mean, so, you know, again, a lot of his albums I should do like, like uh, the album About Nothing. Yeah, that was a good album. one of my favorite album, Wallet albums. You know, his mixtape About Nothing and, you know, a lot of his previous albums and bodies of work, I actually liked a lot. Mm-hmm. As this one, to me, is probably the worst uh, <laughs> Wale, Wale album for me. And it, I just, it just wasn't connecting with me, like, lyrically or sonically. I just didn't get it. I didn't, I didn't have a consistent theme for me to really jump on and kind of ride with. So I, I just missed it. And there's some, like, there's some, like, little gems and nuggets, like, Cocaine White was, actually, like, like the lyrics a lot. Actually, it was one of the tracks that I had to, you know, play back and forth to really get the meaning. I like how he wove in, um, like, Cocaine and, like, the girl. I, I like that idea. Yeah, that um, was, but, it was a, it's a very good yeah, concept. It was, yeah, it was cool. I, I love that. But, to be honest, the rest of it seemed like it was just very out of whack and out of place. Uh, like, nothing was really close to consistent with this one definitely agree that it wasn't consistent and that was kind of the the thing that pulled me away from it as well as some of it it just it, it really felt like he was trying to make a like a, a hit album instead of just making an album that he wanted to make or that he enjoyed mm-hmm. to make um that's the feel that i got like where the album about nothing to me that felt like a real album that that he really created and crafted just because of how well it blended together the topics even though there was a, a myriad of topics that necessarily don't interrelate um but he made them interrelate with the theme of you know the seinfeld and and gluing it all together where here it just certain certain tracks literally just felt like they were just thrown on because they thought people would like it that's just my feeling um i would say this is his worst project to date well let me ask you this in comparison to the albums that have been released this year by everybody just in hip-hop in general would you say this is one of the worst projects out of them or just just his worst project? So right now I say his worst project and to be honest with you out of, out of the albums that really came out this year this year has been a you know a lot of the, the, the music that has came out this year has, has been pretty good. Yeah this has been know, an anomaly been to like me. Best, but it's been pretty good this year and I would say this is one of the is on the lower end for me. Okay. Um, I think if, if and I, I oftentimes I like to pit the Wale you know I want to put him at the top with one of some of like the others you know his, his contemporaries like uh Kendrick and, and uh, J. Cole. I, I want to do that, but I just can't. I, I can't with them. Um, and so, you know, this is one of the bottom for me. Okay. This is what I was uh, referencing earlier is where I kind of want to get into a little bit more of less of the album because uh, we both weren't kind of gravitating and feeling it as much to more of a, a discussion about just Wale in general. Because to me, lyrically, Wale, Wale is a lyricist. So, what do you think is the reason why he's not in that that um, that pantheon of Kendrick, J. Cole, you know, Joey moving in there, Logic, those uh, artists that have the same or equivalent lyrical ability that he, but he's not even even thinking about Big Sean because I think Wale's a better lyricist than Big Sean, but yeah. I liked Big Sean's album better than I did this, better than I like Sean, and I don't think uh, Big Sean's album was all that, but I thought it was better. I can listen to it uh, more complete than I can with this one. What about, what do you think? Yeah, and I would love to know your thoughts also about, like, pre-Wale then after him signing with... Like, MMG? Uh, you know, Maybach. Like, yeah. what, what is, you know, what your thoughts are. But for me, it's, um, I don't know if he has a consistent sound yet. It seems like he doesn't, he doesn't know, what, he doesn't have a sound. So, you know, I, I like the Wale that was very poetic, that was mm-hmm. super lyrical. 
um, that had very like almost like ballad raps. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was the wallet that I really liked growing up. You know, just listening to his music. I um, mean, even like the go-go influence that he had. Um, I used to love like hearing that on some of his earlier music. Now it, it, it does seem like it's reaching for like a radio hit, or it seems like it's reaching um, for an audience that he. I don't know if he has or or what the case may be. But I don't. It's not. It's just not consistent for this one. And so there's some songs and there's some gems that we bring that back to kind of his previous work. But then there's other ones that's just kind of like you know he's just missing the mark. But I definitely think that I, I do notice that some type of a transition between when he would. Maybe not necessarily the 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 uh, um, record label, but just you know him being more underground versus him being more mainstream. I actually like Wale a lot more, just kind of like underground or you know, just kind of you know grassroots, kind of on the ground versus him on a, on a major label right now. That uh, seems to be a, a theme that with different artists that I've interviewed and that I've talked to uh, on various levels. You know, some trying to make it, some more established is finding that, and um, Black talks about it as well on um, uh, Free Problems, or Free Black, rather, I'm sorry, uh, about being signed and kind of having to either adapt your style to fit what the demand is versus making the demand adjust to you. Kind of like what some people say that Kendrick did about having the radio adjust to him instead of him adjusting to the radio. I do think that is the the crux of Wale's problem because, like I said, I definitely agree with you. I think uh, Wale lyrically, creatively, is is a monster. I think he has the ability and he showcases it. When he signed the MMG, I think they were trying to find a more accessible sound, and so that kind of pulled him away. And then I thought he kind of found it with the album about nothing. So I kind of thought that he, you know, he found his lane, he found his area. And then with this album, it seems like he went back to that because even though a lot of people say that they like the album about nothing, um, as far as I know, the sales weren't great. They weren't horrible. You know, they weren't bad, but they weren't what you would expect for a project of that quality. So I think right. they're trying to tinker in and, and figure out what it is to get that that fan base to grab onto it. But I do agree with you. I think he is that's that kind of ballad rapper where some people say it's soft but if you listen to what he's saying in the contents of even those what it sounds as softer songs he's talking about real things real uh yeah. emotion real events that that we like that we all go through and so i i, I really hope that he gets back more to that side so i, I want to ask you do you think there's a space for you know uh, you know that ballad sound or that very like kind of the sound the, the not old sound of wale but um, the style of music he's great at making. I mean, is there even a space for that in the mainstream right now? I know Drake kind of has that a little bit, but that's what, yeah. European, do you think like that's what um, I was gonna say. Is there even a market? Yeah, I was gonna say uh, I do think there is a market. Drake has kind of carved away w- with his sound, but I think Wale has more lyrical abilities. That if he really, I guess the the best way to put it is kind of what J Cole was saying in uh, False Prophets. Like, bro, you're dope. You have a fan base. Stop worrying about everybody else and everything else and how you're selling and just give us good quality projects. And I think if he did that and he was patient, because I know he's been in the game a long time. He's been in the game a lot longer than a lot of these younger cats like Travis Scott, Migos and them that are are popping off to a, a bigger degree than he is. But he has the talent and I'm not saying Migos and all them don't have it, but I know for a fact, I don't know for, for a fact with them uh, that while I has the talent that would be would give him sustainability if he again decided to stay in his lane and stay and just 
focus on his craft and not worry about everybody else because I think that is one of his biggest downfalls is Wale is very concerned with the world and the perception that the world has of him instead of just being him. And and, and what I'll say is, to a certain extent, I think J. Cole has a little bit too much of that. You know what I'm saying? And Wale needs more. Uh, like, they both need to take a little bit of each other. You're, you're, you know, that gift and that curse kind of thing. Because I think some of the seclusion that J. Cole put himself in help or, or hurt how his latest album, For Your Eyes Only, was received. A lot of people were saying they didn't really feel it. I thought it was a great project myself. Yeah, I too. And I think it's the reason why people quite didn't feel it is because uh, I think some of it was they didn't take the time to really break it down and understand it and and understand that it's not it's not your club banger. It's really for you to really just to really absorb it and to like live with it. With other albums, it's more of, you know, you just play it to and just feel good. Where this one, you kind of have to think about. Um, and so I think Wale needs a little bit more of that detachment from the world and, and carelessness, which he kind of talked about on uh, the album about nothing. Um, so I just think that, I think he does have a lane to answer your question directly. I do, I do think he does have a lane, but he has to accept that that's what his lane is. The, okay. the the question that I have for you is what do you think Wale needs to do to get a stronger fan base or like a Drake, Travis Scott, ASAP, like how they have, or even a, um, a Joey? What what do you think is the man, thing that's think, that's lacking that's not getting him there? Yeah, man. I think you're right 100% of just kind of just really being consistent and staying in, in, in his lane. So I do think if he, you know, if he, you know, to me Wale has probably like a very like, you know, Ride or die fans. If you're a Wale fan, you're probably just a Wale fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know he probably has to just like really just stay true to that core base. I, and I don't know if he is or not, but I know for me, this wasn't like the Wale that I, I'm used to, like you know that that I like, you know, I, I guess. And I, I feel like you know artists of all the world. Um, I'm learning that a lot with like a lot of my artists that I like. But for me, it's just like really being consistent and true to like himself. And maybe he is. I, I'm not gonna say that he's not, but it doesn't it doesn't sonically it just sounds off. It seems like something is missing. Mm. Um, and so maybe that's just you know I don't know if it was like pressure to release it or, or what the case may be but I don't know if this one what was it for me yeah do you think that Wale with because I just feel like there there is a point where you miss your window is I guess the best way to yeah, put it yes that's what you're saying and do yeah, you think that he mi- yeah do you think he <laughs> mi- yeah do you think he missed his window to be, to be real with you I think I think so I think you know I think this is kind of it's a little it's kind of it you know mm. like you say he's been in He's been in the, the music game for a while, like 2006, 2007. So it's been about 10 years now um, that he's been, you know, just making music and putting out projects. And I think he did have a he did have a period of time where he was on fire. Um, yeah, yeah, you definitely. Know? And, and so he had that. So you know, he had that opportunity to be there and make some some, some great projects and collab with some great people. But now it's almost like <laughs> it's kind of like he's trying to keep up with this new current sound and you know and change up the music to fit that and it's just not it's not working yeah. people don't look at him the same way i don't think and so you know i don't know how he it's almost like you know you have to kind of be the artist that stands the test of time and i don't know if while they will stand i think like you mentioned he he doesn't make people you know the radio or people conform to his style kind of conform to fit everything else given the current time that we're in so you know i, I don't know it, it right now it feels like he missed that window i hope you know, hopefully he, he's able to get back to it, but I think it might be, you know, it might be it. To just piggyback off that is, I I agree with you. I think that it might be that that his time might pass. That doesn't mean that he can't still give us good quality music, but I, I don't think he'll get to the point where he, I think he wants to be. 
which is uh, Drake status, you know, in, the, in that realm. And that the crazy thing about it is he was he was talked about in that same leaders of the new school, Wale, Kendrick, J. Cole, Drake. And now I feel like he's he's fallen out of that conversation again. I still say he has the skills to be considered in that that class, but the his overall level of projects hasn't lived up to that quality. As we said with Kendrick, he hasn't given us a bad album. J. Cole so, hasn't given us a bad album. It's debatable about Drake, push, but yeah, and I want to I want to push you know something that you you mentioned is just like um you know he he's not at the level of Drake, right? So mm-hmm. I guess is are we now saying that Drake is like the standard? Is that is that what every artist should attain, you know, attain to be? Because you know, I, I definitely think, you know, Drake is an international, you know, global power. It's crazy, right? So, mm. you know, and, and he does, you know, whatever, you know, how you feel about the music. I, some of his projects are, you know, all right. Mm. But they're just like popcorn, bubblegum rap. Like, it's, you know, and I, I don't know if that's like the standard. I think that's a standard. But why, it has, why does that have to be a uh, standard? Um I was, music, I don't know. And I agree with you. I don't think it should be the standard, but I think at this point it is the standard because of his dominance and cultural influences that he's had for so long. He's been on a ride. I think that that his um his dominance is being tested by several people, Kendrick in particular, but I I think that his I I kind of think the Drake era is kind of coming or close coming to an end. Uh something that DJ Academic said, I don't agree with his his timeline. That he said that uh, Drake basically has till 2020 and then Chance is going to take over that mantle. I, th- I definitely do think Chance is coming. He's coming up that coming up the ranks very quickly with the influence and, and um, cultural power that he has. As well as uh, the, the viewers and the eyes that are on him. But I think right now, because, and again, the reason why Drake is that standard is because of the sales and the dominance that he's had for so long. Basically, he can put out a song right now with no... With the same thing kind of like Kendrick and that's why I consider both of them they should be the standard but Drake has a more universal appeal than Kendrick does right, right. just yeah, because I don't know if Kendrick would, would get there um, to the level of Drake in, in terms of I, the I, universal appeal like Kendrick has a it's still like you know he, he's again he's a you know a worldwide sensation like you know mm-hmm. definitely so but it's still very much so. It was a polarizing. He has like a message. And he has something and to say. Exactly, and, and that's not why. Able to just bump the Kendrick. And that's what it is. And that's exactly why I wouldn't say Kendrick should. Kendrick, let me rephrase that. Kendrick should be the standard, but Kendrick isn't the standard because I think Kendrick sets the standard by coming out with good music, as well as having the ability to give good messages and his perspective, regardless of if you agree with it or not. Versus right. Drake, basically says. There's nothing really Drake says that's going to really, like... Ruffle feathers. Yeah, ruffle any feathers, cause any waves or anything like that. Um, outside For for people in hip-hop, yeah, he'll say some things that will cause some, hip, um, some beef, things of that nature, like with Meek Mills. But on a universal scale, somebody that's a casual listener to hip-hop, Drake is universal. Where Kendrick, just the cover of To Pimp a Butterfly alone is going to turn some people off. Just the cover oh, yeah, alone. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, those things of that nature, some of the things he said on Humble uh, turned people off. You know what I'm saying? So, I think, like, you, you, I agree with you 100%. He's more controversial, but so Drake is more universal. Right. But I, I believe oh, at this point, they both have about equally the influence. It's just in different ways. And, and I feel like for, for Wale, you know, and, you know, just to, <laughs> I have to think about him, I think, 
you know, I, I definitely think, you know, if I had to put them in a, a box, you think of, mm-hmm. like how you mentioned, controversial versus the universal. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both are, in the, you know, basically they're both clouds in their own right, but they just have doing it in a different way. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't think universal is like Wale's way. No. Um, and I think that was his problem. I think that was his problem that I yeah. think, I think he's more like Kendrick than he is Drake. But what he's trying exactly. to do is give out products that are more Drake than Kendrick. And right. and I know I don't mean by the sound by just what he's trying to do. And and I also think on the flip side is the the other problem is Wale was a little bit too controversial because he was mm. because if like. Just think about all the him on the radio, like every time for it yeah. seems like for a period of time, anytime you heard any news about Wale, it was usually was in a, yeah in a negative light, and it wasn't negative about what he was saying, um, like that being controversial or just what like literally the things he was saying, um, where like I said, Kendrick is saying stuff that's controversial socially, politically, versus personally, yeah. where Wale like Wale's been you know yeah more tabloidish. Exactly. Like, he's like kind of complaining about his status, like, and that's he's like, I don't know if he's consumed with that, but he's, he's always been like, I'm not where I need to be, and I'm not, like, I don't know why. Instead of just saying like, you know, just fuck it, like I'm just gonna do what I, you know, just do me. Um, but that status has kind of gotten to him. I, I don't, you know, and maybe again, maybe he's trying to to be a Drake, and I don't know. Like uh, Jay Z said uh, that Hollywood can be an intoxicating drug, and that might have been his downfall. Is that you know he got intoxicated by the fame and and wanting that you lose sight of his true talent because like you said he is a poet, he's a, he's a hip hop Shakespeare, you know what I'm saying? But I think he kind of lost focus of that. But I will say I think people should check out this album at least give it a listen. Definitely, definitely give uh, the album about nothing a listen. Um, I think that's one of like you said I think that is his best work uh, to date. I do want to segue this in be, uh, before we end. I know you had some things you wanted to say about the the latest Logic album. Um, we couldn't get you on for that podcast, but you you want to add anything about that before we get out of here? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, this is one of my, you know, again with Logic, I'm I'm a fan. I'm not gonna say like the biggest Logic fan, but I like his music, I like what he says, like his message. I actually like this album. I'm not, you know, it wasn't like my favorite. You know, I I, I replay it sometimes. There, there, I like it more for the certain tracks on the album. Mm-hmm. Than like the album itself, personally. So like, for instance, the, the song with Killer Mike is like one of my favorites. Yeah, that um, is mine. My favorite songs, most of them. I mean, so there's like nuggets on there where I just pull out and just like rock with. Um, but you know, for what it is, like talking about a lane, like Logic has a definite like lane and is killing it for what he does. So I have like nothing, you know, much respect to him. And you know, the album wasn't my wasn't my favorite. Um, but I definitely like liked a couple of those songs on it. It's gonna sound like I'm hating on that I'm saying, but I just feel like Killer Mike's part really is what set that that song or that track apart from the rest um even though it's a logic album and a logic song but yeah, definitely so that killer mike man like i said when the what he's saying it it cuts you so deep it cuts you so deep uh at least for me it cut me real deep just thinking about the things that he's saying is like like why like really asking those questions and knowing that you're not going to get an answer but just that idea that frustration it's it's palpable yeah. you can definitely feel it especially yeah. if you've been through I mean, something I similar listening to it mm-hmm. yeah i remember listening to it and, and it's just like you know as she, uh, she was asking those questions i found myself asking that question like <laughs> you know i felt like i was kind of like thinking about the question that he was asking and like really internalizing that and that that's something that's going to sit with me for a while so I'll probably be listening to that one you know <laughs> that's probably gonna be something I'm listening to for years and I'm feeling in a certain way and yep. you know I'm probably put that track on so yeah cause it I captures those emotions perfectly here. 
exactly. They, there's nuggets that's not going anywhere, and that's one of them. The the other track that you did mention as well is most definitely that those are those are definitely my two favorite tracks off the album. Just that feel, um, just the almost definitely just the feel, the vibe, what he's saying. As as we stated on on the podcast that we did about Umi says, just that's like like we said on that on that podcast is that's a classic hip hop song, and even though they built off that beat, it still sounds you still get uh, Logic's feel in his his own take. But you still get that nostalgic feel that you get from uh, Umi says. So I just thought that was a great track. I do want to ask you a question about the album, mm-hmm. um, and this is my, my my kind of my only. And it, I, I hate to say it, it's my issue. I, I, I own it, so it's my it's mm-hmm. my personal issue. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna say it's an issue with the album. Mm-hmm. It, it is like you know I'm actually kind of you know I don't connect with the biracial you know, identity issue uh-huh. um, a lot. I get some of the themes in it, but I'm not. I don't connect. With yeah. So for me, it was hard for me to continue listening to the same message. And I've heard that mention on other, like, I remember he had, like, mixtapes, like, you know, Frank's Young Sinatra or whatever mixtapes mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, that he used to have, that he has the same themes on it, which were cool. But now I'm kind of tired of it. I'm tired of it now. And that's the only thing that was, like, you know, I, I just know maybe it's, I, I don't have as much passion behind it. So I, either I can listen to it, I can get it, and I respect it. But that was the only, like, all right, I'm ready for another topic. For me, uh, the biracial thing, I thought it, it was important for the to tie in why he got to the point where he felt everybody. I think that was the 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 pinchlin in his argument in essence of his belief and his philosophy that everybody is everybody and that everybody should be equal, everybody should be treated um, with equality. Like I said on the podcast about that, um, what track is it? It's I I, can't, I don't have the track list in front of me, but it's the the track where he really goes into it about the stuff with his mom, and that's yeah. that's kind of the the feeling that I had with that is like, okay, I get it. It's and it it did feel a little overwhelming to me as well that it was something that he was pushing very very hard, but I I yeah. get it because he's passionate about it. I just wish in that particular track that he either cut that part down. Or change the delivery from more uh, just spoken word or just word to an actual verse, and I think that would have made it a little more uh, tolerable for me to take that that message in if it wasn't a verse, because then the production kind of you kind of get lost in the production where when he's talking over it like that, I, you feel like you have to pay attention to the words, and the production gets pushed to the back to the back. There there were certain things as well in it, like uh, the line of you little black niggas like th- that that when he kind of repeated that over that it was very cringeworthy to me that kind of pulled me away from it and it is something that kind of distracted me from it but i do think it was needed because there are people that aren't in that situation and will never know that like um about that and and not really feel it until they hear it in that manner it needs to be shocking it's a kind of it's kind of the same way that i felt about uh when Kendrick on um for free when he says this dick ain't for free the way he says it the 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 use of just the word dick so so fluently uh i think was purposely to shock you to to make you pay attention and to really so i just thought it was just a little bit overused though for logic yeah yeah, i can see that but i do think it was a good project i I am curious to see what his next next project will be because every all of them have been conceptual and i wonder if he's still gonna because it seems like it's still going to be following basis with the same story of um, them inhabiting a new planet. But w- what will that take be? 
um, you know, a more happier feel of, of more like a paradise of, you know, we made it. We're at a place where everybody's treated equally. We'll see how that will sound, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, is there any new projects or, or projects out that you want to give a shout out to that you're really, really enjoying before we get out of here? I mean, I think for me right now, the, the project that there's a lot of music I'm, all, I'm always constantly playing, but the one I keep revisiting, that's why I ended up buying it, was Damn by Kendrick. Um, yeah. so that's going to be, I have to see with it even, if the, even a little bit more, but I'm still pulling different things out of that every time I listen to it. So, you know, I actually like to feel about it better, personally. Just, mm-hmm. um, I think I, I, I think I, you know, I think I wrote about it to express my thoughts on it, but um, for oh, me, yeah, it's, you definitely know, check out that the review. one I'm revisiting and I'm going to come back to you. Everybody out there, check out the review that he wrote on uh, Joy Badass as well as Kendrick's Damn and Joy Badass All American Badass as well as uh, Drake's More Life. So he has a couple of articles on the SonicBreakdown.com. We do have the recent article up by Jen, Jen Alifero on Logic's Everybody that we just talked about. So, you know, everybody leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about this podcast, what you think about the reviews, uh, what you think about Wale and what's the, the reason for his uh, lack of success. Do you think he's in the space that he wants to be in? So leave us comments. Let us know what you think about all of that. I want to say thank you again to Jason for hopping on this uh, podcast and giving his insight. No problem. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely have him back for another one. And like I said, read the reviews on the SonicBreakdown.com. You know our motto. Live, listen to some great music, and above all, love more, man. And we out.